ready. Ooh. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ooh. No. I'm ready. Well, but I'm asking, are you ready? No, no, I'm not ready. Are you ready? <gasps> are you ready to rumble? Oh. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Queer Collective Podcast. My hat fell off a little bit. My name is Carbon. And I'm Emily. And welcome to the show. Today, we are going to be talking about how tying purpose to your work can help you stay motivated and passionate about what you're doing. So one thing that I have noticed is that a lot of people that we're talking to, anytime we meet someone new, they tell us that they've recently quit their job to pursue their own business or to pursue art. Which I love to see. I love that. And as many of you know, if you listen to our podcast, we've also done a similar thing in like the last year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. In the last, I think you're about right. Either year and a half or two years ish, give or take. Um, Mm -hmm. We did the same thing where we gave up our regular nine to five jobs for artistic ones. So to hear that it's not just us and that a lot of people have been thinking this way is quite exciting honestly you want to know the tea i actually have a little little factoid here (laughs) so apparently because of covid change priorities towards personal time mental health and flexibility has approximately 40 percent of people switching jobs in what is being dubbed the great resignation i love that yeah so instead of the great recession it's the great great resignation yes lovely i am absolutely in love with that and Mm -hmm. you know in in terms of like me seeing it myself, like the quickest example that I can think of is like randomly when we were driving to Muskoka, I saw a McDonald's and the sign mm. of the McDonald's was like, we're paying a dollar over minimum wage. Come work here. We need workers, you know, like mm-hmm. these minimum wage jobs that typically have a lot of people uh, applying for them no longer have this giant influx of people because I capitalism think, we're sick of it that's we're why. sick of it <laughs> i'm absolutely <laughs> done with you get out of I here i think that people are and they are and i love that they're kind of recalculating what they want their life to look like their and values. to feel like mm. and what they truly value in life with which i'm obsessed with yeah well i think taking time to pause you really realize it's like oh my God, who have I built this life for? Like, exactly. what am I doing this for? Exactly. Yeah. You know, there's this one quote from, I don't know who. <laughs> Fair and square. But uh, if you know, let me know in the comments. <laughs> but uh, there's this one quote from some dude that I can't remember the name of, but it's love great. That guy. It, <laughs> I love this guy. He <laughs> said, if you don't spend, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. If you don't spend time to build your dream, you're going to spend the time building somebody else's. Yeah. And that's paraphrased, of Classic. course, because I can't even remember the dude's name, but mm-hmm. it's so true. And little lines like that, oftentimes, like you read it and you're like, ah, true, but it doesn't really register. Yeah. And I feel like for a lot of people, the pandemic in general has allowed them to really register certain things. I know yeah. that I have. There's been so many quotes or lines or lessons and teachings mm-hmm. in the past where i've heard something i'm like oh yeah that makes sense but it didn't like you know i was like in theory it makes sense but i didn't (laughs) feel it in my heart you know what i'm saying and you really gotta like feel it and like really it has to resonate in order for you to resign eight 
<laughs> love it. Um, but the reason that we're sort of tying that to finding purpose in your work to help you stay motivated is because quitting your job, like your regular nine to five job, mm-hmm. to pursue either your own business or your art, that is working for yourself. Obviously, starting your own businesses, but a lot of people don't recognize that pursuing art as a full-time career is being an entrepreneur. Like, you're working for yourself. You're figuring... You're doing much more than just your art. Mm -hmm. You're figuring out ways to sell your art and ways to monetize it. And everything is your art Mm. like every part of the business marketing is your art Mm. and the actual art piece is your art and and promoting yourself and knowing how to talk about yourself in a way that where you're not selling yourself short that in itself it's its own art form that i sometimes am not very good at but we're learning here yeah but i think the a lot of people's fear which was one of mine when you were going to quit your job yeah was how are we going to stay motivated without having these pressures of like a company asking us for things or deadlines, et cetera? Like, how do we make sure we're staying accountable? You know what the beautifully ironic thing about that worry is? Tell me. Is that we were like, there's definitely this worry of Mm. how am I going to make money and panic and anxiety Mm -hmm. and stress sets in, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is that because you go all in and you're like, well, I'm going to give it a try and this is my life and hopefully I can catch myself. Because you do that and you take that leap of faith, Mm. you are now motivated by those doubts. You're like, I'm going to prove to myself that I can make money. I'm going to prove to myself that I don't have to be a starving artist. Mm. I'm going to prove it to myself and to everybody that I can do this because now I don't have a plan B. Yeah. Now I'm all in. And because I'm all in, I have no choice but to make it work. Yeah. And then on top of that, another reason why this is important, if you aren't believing me yet. (laughs) Please believe. (laughs) If I haven't convinced you yet, is... That once you start taking something that you're passionate about, such as art, Mm -hmm. which may have been a hobby for you before, and you start monetizing it, another fear can be that you lose that love or lust Mm. for your craft, Mm -hmm. and it becomes work, and you start to dread it. That is something that I have struggled with a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually do also struggle with that Mm. a lot. There's many times, and I'm sure this is true for everybody who's an artist who's trying to make an income out of that art. Um, There's times where you don't feel motivated. There's times where you don't feel creative. There's times where you don't feel inspired or you initially are motivated by the idea, but you work on it so long (laughs) that it just becomes boring and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) I've memorized this entire video and I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) I can recite it to you if you want. Word by word. (laughs) Pick a timestamp. I know the quote. Oh my God. (laughs) But what's something that has really, really helped you when it comes to those moments of, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm, Thank you so much for asking. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So that's basically the whole concept of this video for me is that what I realized was, and this kind of started with editing videos that feel a bit more mundane is Mm -hmm. where it really started hitting for me was say I'm editing like an interview or I'm editing even our podcast where it's not something that's like super exciting like I love editing music videos for example because there's so much creativity in that but once something becomes repetitive it's like yeah 
it starts to feel like a job and it starts mm-hmm. to feel like you're resenting it a little bit. And one thing that started to help me actually was on the podcast, for example, seeing people's comments or mm-hmm. talking to people who listen to the podcast. Yeah. That really, really helped me think about what the result was mm-hmm. i guess like who is this impacting yes like is that's there a huge one right there yeah who like, is this impacting mm-hmm. and if this message comes across to even just one person it feels worth it to me and so when i'm sitting there and i'm editing i think about that person in my mind you know mm-hmm. especially it really hit me with the sexual assault episode I, it was a really scary thing for me to edit for me to post but i thought about who's going to listen to this? Like, is it going to benefit anyone? Is it going to help anyone feel less alone? And that's what motivated me to do that. And obviously that's like a a larger scale example, but it can be winded down too. It's like, if we're talking about something that maybe just isn't covered very much Mm -hmm. or an important perspective, you know, something around activism, I want people to hear that message even if it's just one or 20 you know yeah absolutely and i think that's such a key point and i fully fully resonate with that of who is this impacting and Mm. that is often what i think about in order to stay motivated on whatever it is that i'm working on that maybe i get bored of it or Mm. i get tired of it or i don't feel inspired by it anymore there's um this series that we've been working on called mindfulness and money Mm. uh, which is for our other company that we work with which is conscious economics Mm. um so with those videos We've been editing those videos for over a month now, <laughs> yeah. every single day. So, and they're like interview, and they're interviews, they're like conversations. Yeah. It's like editing like 20 of these podcasts. A lot of them are about finance, and a lot of them <laughs> are about finance. So, with, when it comes to finance, a lot of the jargon and a lot of like the terminology can be a lot. And because it can be a lot, it can also sometimes get boring, uh, especially when you've listened to it 20 times over and over uh, mm-hmm. every day in a row. So <laughs> when it comes to videos like that, mm-hmm. and I start to feel sort of demotivated mm-hmm. um, to make it look the best that I can yeah. or uninspired to add that extra element to really make it come alive. Mm-hmm. Whenever I start feeling that, I really start thinking about who is this going to impact? Yeah. There was this um, festival that we went to not too long ago called Mixed T.O. Yeah. And in that festival, there was this band. I don't recall the name of the band, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the band had this this girl that, that was rapping on top of the band. So it, had, it was beautiful. They had like a sax player, keys, guitar, drums. Each so. person had a solo. It was beautiful. Um, and the poetry was extremely beautiful as well. But what I noticed um, in the poetry itself is that she was talking a lot about being broke. She was talking about not having the money, about having to get loans, about being in student loan debt, Mm -hmm. about having to borrow money from somebody that she knows and then not being able to pay it back. Um, And the ironic thing was that with people like that, and and certainly the community that I grew up around, uh, it was very much people that were in not very good financial situations, Mm -hmm. still going out and, for example, getting like the latest Yeezy shoes, you know, or like the latest Air Jordans, but Mm -hmm. being broke and and having those things. Mm -hmm. So there are there is this culture that perpetuates that 
and that people get sucked into and and you're stuck in this loop of being broke but having the latest things Mm -hmm. so when i saw her it reminded me of me yeah and when i thought about that i was like wow she needs some mindfulness and money like that's who i'm doing this video (laughs) for this is who i'm doing this for like this is like i i i try to remember like it now that i know these things that are being taught in these modules there's so many people that don't know it and need to know and it. need to know it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I try to think about whenever yeah. I'm editing something that quite honestly, I'm bored of. Yeah. And that's the really beautiful thing about art in so many different forms is it is a medium for sending messages. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. it's a medium Every for activism. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel really, really strongly about video being that because it is such a good way to make something very digestible and understandable you know i love watching youtube videos where they're able to break something down to you where you've maybe been in school and tried to learn it from someone and they make you feel stupid you know i I love that i hate that (laughs) i hate when people break it down air Mm. quotes around that and don't at all and it's Mm -hmm. actually you leave more confused yeah so i think that when it comes to any art that you're working on especially if it has a message behind it you really need to start thinking about what it means to you first Mm -hmm. of all and why you even started the project but also who you're going to be impacting even if it's one person in my opinion it's worth it yeah and before you're making it like say before you film this video before you create this art piece or before you start coming up with your social media strategy to promote it think about those questions and like meditate on it or journal about it like really get clear on those things because that is what's going to help you stay motivated that is honestly what has really really helped me Mm -hmm. absolutely and i think that you bring up a good point that has another message behind it which is that art even though it is made by us, it's not just for us, mm, you know, mm-hmm. 99.99% of the time, you know, your art is not just about you. It's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Majority of the time, your art is bigger than you. And it reach like the people that it reaches, the mm-hmm. people that connect to it, the people that it impacts. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. That's yeah. what true art is to me. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, art, I do see it as a way to express myself. But the the beautiful thing is that however it is that I express myself, my thoughts, my feelings, or an idea, people resonate with that. Yeah. You know? And that's so beautiful because art is connecting us to other human beings. Mm -hmm. So when we put art out into the world, we need to be thinking about that. Yeah, you like your purpose doesn't have to be the same as our purpose, but you should find one is really what the message of this is yeah and on your point about not having to choose our cause but just choosing one Mm. um i think of the video that we did back in the day the masterclass video with dexter of how to become a drag queen Mm -hmm. you can check it out on our youtube channel Um, but that video i remember at the end she says There are many causes to fight. You Mm -hmm. don't have to pick mine, but you have to pick one. It's our responsibility. And I really do believe that. I believe that it is an artist's responsibility to pick a cause Mm -hmm. and have that resonate and show in their art form. And it doesn't have to be in every single piece, but there's always, always, always an underlying message and an underlying theme that comes with every single piece that you put out there. Yeah. 
1000%. And just knowing that you stand for that thing is inherently important. Absolutely. Yeah. Sort of on the note of talking about tying activism into your work, I think another thing to bring up that's really important here is that part of dedicating yourself to a cause is also taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, oof. You know that I mean? is something that we forget to do all the time. Especially as artists, you like give and, and activists. give and activists. Yes, you give your energy. You give your energy, yeah. and then it's like, well, who, you're you're taking care of people. You're giving them your yeah. energy. Is like, who's giving you energy? Exactly. And who's taking care of you? Exactly. So if you're spreading yourself so thin by constantly giving and giving, then at a certain point, you'll either one have no more to give, fair and or square. Two, your capacity to give will eventually stay stagnant mm-hmm. does that make sense like yeah, you're yeah. like i remember meeting this woman from the encampment support network and she does such incredible work like every single day but i can tell she's absolutely exhausted mm. and potentially that means that they haven't been able to build the organizational structure they need to take on volunteers you know what i mean of different capacities to build their message and to create strong policy change that isn't them because she told us she's like i feel like i'm constantly just putting out fires you know Mm. and when you're constantly just putting out fires exactly that's so exhausting to just Mm -hmm. like be constantly putting out fires that leaves no time left for you and 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 if you're only putting out fires how are you supposed to build any sort of structure or foundation or network or anything. Her organization is so integral to so many people living mm-hmm. in encampments. Absolutely. But you also need that next level. Yeah. You know what I mean? To make that actual systemic change. Yeah. Yeah. That I totally sense. agree. And especially when it comes to like such an important cause, like that is such an important cause yeah. in Toronto. The homelessness population mm-hmm. is insane and, and and not at all being dealt with in, in the proper ways. So we need people like her. Yeah. But if people like her are just constantly putting out fires, then how is anything supposed to build? Yeah. You know? So yeah. How, how would you even suggest that people take care of themselves first? Quick plug, though, I would like to say if you're interested in the Encampment Support Network or in the topic of what's going on with the homelessness crisis, particularly in Toronto, we did do a very informative episode on that, which I'll like plug here <laughs> around the video. <laughs> and I'll put it in the show notes, too, for um, for our listeners who are not watching. So what was your question? Ask me again. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) How would you suggest or even begin to suggest that people start taking care of themselves? Mm, Play. I love playing. (laughs) Okay, what do you mean by play? Because I I feel like it's a term that needs to be very well known but isn't yet. So let's bring a little bit more light into that term. What is playing? Mm, That's a hard question. That is a hard question, but do you know why I ask it? Why? Is because along the way, as you're growing up, as mm-hmm. you're becoming an adult. We forget with, to play. We forget to play. Hey. No, but for real, uh, we do forget to play. And playing is like, okay, it, it's interesting because as an adult, if you tell an adult to play, they're going to be like, what do I do? I have no idea. Where do I put my hands? Yeah. Uh, what does my body do now? But if you tell a kid to play, they know exactly what to do. Yeah. They're like, okay, bing, 
and then they <laughs> like make up something they're like yeah. make up a thing with a stick even like mm. they don't need any any tools they just do it yeah and we know so we know how to do it inherently we know how to do it but mm -hmm. as we become adults we forget how to and this is actually uh, i want to bring up like a quick thing that is scientific which is that there's certain um neural connections in our brain mm -hmm. that uh as a kid we use a lot but and it's been shown and proven in studies yeah. that as we grow older those functions and those connections start to lose grip if you will mm -hmm. and other connections the i'll call it the adult connections which <laughs> is like get to work on time and stress about this yeah. and like pay your bill and this this and that those start to take over and mm -hmm. because that's prominent in your head you lose the neural connection in your brain that you had as a kid so it, it actually is like a, a, a not a chemical thing but like a like a neural thing in your brain i'm not a scientist you scientifically forget how to play you scientific <laughs> it's true though you yeah. scientifically forget how to play That's it's just science it's love. absolutely important to remember and as an adult i can say that it is very difficult to remember um because there's all of the prominent things like stress, anxiety, mm -hmm. but tomorrow I have to wake up at eight. But like, you know, I don't want to do this because like, what if it turns out like that? Or mm -hmm. I don't want to get in the water. What if it's cold? Yeah. And I, I wanna, don't want to get wet. I don't want to mess up my hair. Yeah. Like, Screw it. I, I want to challenge you. Screw your hair. I want to challenge you. <laughs> Screw your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, what would happen if you just let it go mm. and you said yes? What would happen? Like yeah. what's actually like actually think about this as an example, Emily and I and all of our roommates went to Toronto Island to the beach um, and it was still spring. So it was pretty, pretty brisky, pretty brisky, y'all. So the water's cold and it's Lake Ontario. The water's cold all the time, but it was mm. extra cold because it was spring. <laughs> and suddenly Emily got this urge, I don't know, uh, to play. And she was like, let's jump in the water. It'll be fun. And initially, my adult brain was like, don't do that. It's cold. You're going to get wet. How are you going to dry yourself? Your hair is going to be wet. And like, what if it's no fun? And I had to actively, on the spot, battle with my adult brain, like my child brain battling mm -hmm. with my adult brain. And I had to ask myself, like, in my head, just like, what would happen if you jump in? What's the worst that could happen? Maybe you'd be a little chilly for like a few minutes and then you'll get over it. That's what I determined was the worst that could happen. So I was like, you know what? Forget it. Let's do it. And then we jump in and it was so good. And I loved it. And it was a great experience. And I have that as a memory. And it was so refreshing and not at all what I thought it would be. So <laughs> the challenge is to really like every time your adult brain is like, don't do that. Don't play. Challenge yourself and be like, yeah. well, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Truly. What's why the worst? Not? And why not? Mm. Why not just do it? Why not just like forget about like put your ego down for a second mm. and just do the things that you would have no fear doing as a kid. You know? Yeah. I think that really, really helps when it comes to just like letting go of stress, letting go of mm. anxiety, letting go of, of fear and, and all these adult manipulative thoughts that yeah. completely take over your ability to enjoy yourself go play grounders yeah go play <laughs> freaking grounders <laughs> at a park yeah at night 
Yeah, so you're not bothering the children. Because your <laughs> children are there in the day, so maybe go after they're gone. You know? Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, you're like that adult dude that's like creepy person you know hey kid you want to play don't do that <laughs> don't do that Maybe i'm don't not do recommending that. that for sure <laughs> <laughs> no i i totally agree with that i think your ego is the biggest detriment to your joy mm-hmm. and your health quite yes. frankly yeah who cares yeah no one cares about you just have fun in a good way though yes yes like people care about you and stuff but like yeah. in a good way nobody like, cares in a good way like if you look silly literally nobody cares i'll like you more yeah <laughs> truly like anytime that i think about like oh my god people are staring or something like that i'm like good uh literally i am a like they'll forget me in about 10 seconds and yeah. it literally doesn't matter at all and guess what? I had fun and I'm yeah, happy. Exactly. <laughs> it's like what people think or happiness. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. I honest to God, I find like recreation and play to be the best form of self-care for me because mm -hmm. before I used to think it was like me laying down and watching like a Netflix movie. Mm -hmm. But I find, especially with how much screen time I have now, that isn't it's what's rough. relaxing me. It's not what's really bringing me joy. It's just kind of like numbing me into another fake universe, which yeah, is it, nice sometimes. It, I do like that, but you know. No, it's true. Yeah. But even if you're not on your screen all of the time because mm -hmm. you're video editors like us, <laughs> um, even if you're not like, you know, everybody has been zoomed out. Yeah. Everybody. There's that zoom fatigue. Mm -hmm. So... You don't want to be on your screen anyway. You want to be outside. You want to play. You want to take care of yourself. And that trust can, me. Trust me. You want to do trust that. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I'm a guru. <laughs> buy my course. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and that can look in many different ways. You don't have to go play grounders or jump in freezing cold water. But do things that maybe you didn't think you would enjoy. And just give them a try. And just see. If, Why and not? if you don't fair and square yeah. but if you do ha told you so <laughs> Bow. Bah. but that's about it for today's episode that's all i got to say that's all i got to say too um and if you have ooh, comment down below what your favorite form Aww. of playing is Cute. if you got one would yeah, love to know. hear i would love to hear suggestions i'm always open yeah. to those and let me know if you play. yes and let me know if you want to play grounders yeah let me know because we will <laughs> mess up a good game of grounders oh yeah yeah um, well with all of that being said use guises thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode we really appreciate your support and if you do want to show your support leave a like subscribe and comment in that little comment box below if you're on the youtube channel with all that being said we'll see you in the next part